0: Thanks, Lanny. We um, we do have a, a great privilege uh, to do that, and we it's it's wonderful not only here uh, to do that every week. Um, so many of you, is this are we good? We good? Okay. So many of you have um, for uh, some time uh, have, have maybe longed to do a, a work like this. And I was just going to say, uh, the neat thing about this particular trip is that you can fly from Dallas. Fort Worth in two hours and 45 minutes, you know, so it's, that's a really, uh, it's a special thing to be able to just go directly there, and uh, so, you know, maybe the Lord will grant that you can serve in that way, and and some of you do, um, there's no doubt, like generation after generation, uh, you've invested in your life uh, with kids here, uh, and in this church, and you financially supported this work, and then the global work, and I mean, it is, it, it is a great um, blessing uh, to us. I, I, one of the one of the things that the guys said to me over and over was like, "We're so grateful that you came, you know, here and you're doing this and that kind of thing." And and I, I just reminded me uh, I heard a guy say one time like, ministry's not achieved but received." And a lot of times, like when you're thinking about I don't know whatever sacrifice something might be. Um, when you really give your life to those things or invest your time or whatever it's always coming back you know the, the blessing of serving is that you're always saying well I was the more blessed person in this thing you know and and I think that's important that we always remind ourselves of that um as Lanny said, we, were, we, we went and we thought there would be you know maybe a dozen pastors, and that's uh, what it ended up um, being, and, and one of the things that really um, I, I'm naturally of course, bent towards teaching through books of the Bible. we, from a conviction standpoint, think that God gave us the scripture in that way, and so it, it, it's most naturally done to just work through book uh, by book. Um, But we but also just I I really remember early on in my life um, that I was. uh, Well, even as a child, I I heard a man uh, in my mom when she was getting ready for the day. She was listening to him. But I heard him preaching uh, through their tape ministry that was sent out. And and this guy preached uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book through the Bible And uh, that was always a real benefit to me. And then when I began to really try to study the Bible more intentionally, uh, I I was able to go to some training and uh, learn how to do that. And and it really helped me uh, through like kind of an inductive Bible study method. And I started like working that system, um, you know, 20 plus years ago. And I just remember wanting to know the scripture, but not really having any tools to really think about how to, to read it well. You know, there's some people that say, well, I've read through the Bible, but um, to to read it well is a different, you know, thing. And uh, just um, it, it's helpful to understand how to to, to read well uh, when, you, when you're studying the scriptures. And so uh, we, we really wanted to do that with them and wanted to work through something that we could do uh, all of it in like a 10 or 12 hour period, you know, 10 or 12 hours of, of teaching. We could do the whole thing. And also cover a lot of uh, both theology and practice. And so uh, it worked well that Ephesians was something we had just finished, and it was a really, really, really neat time. And so um, I, one thing that I'll never forget is at the end, uh, the pastor in the village that had been translating for me, uh, I looked over at him and um, I said, Well, we're done. You know, like, we're done. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, brother, my heart is so full. And he just began to cry. You know, he couldn't say anything else. So one by one, they stood up, you know, uh, one pastor after the other. And uh, just said, like, we're so thankful for this time. And one guy said, you know, I have my Bible. And uh, and I know this, you know, the spirit was working in him. But just to, to to be able to sit down and have somebody work through this kind of in this way. It's almost like he was saying, it fans the flame of my heart, you know. And so uh, it was just, like I said, one after the other stood up. And it was just a tremendous blessing to see that. And then I thought, you know, because I've done different types of pastoral training. and This is probably my favorite uh, time to go and do that. But I um, I thought about just, you know, what would we do if we did something next? And so I asked that pastor, what would you want us to do? And we could do anything. Or we could cover Uh, I mean, we could do anything kind of, you know, he was like, maybe first and second Thessalonians. And I was like, okay, we'll come back and do that, you know. But it it was kind of it was interesting because I I thought, well, he might say, well, teach me about something else or whatever. And it was just like, take me back through another book of the Bible and work through it. So just um, one of the things when when we think about like doing missions all over the world and there are countless things that you can do and, and wonderful things. Uh, that you can do and uh, you can go there and live you can go there on a short term kind of scale there's just there's the sky's the limit kind of Uh, but one of the things that really for me that I think probably uh, drives me most and makes me really think uh, it is it's essential that we do is that you train indigenous pastors because they're going to live their whole lives there they know the culture the people. They're invested, people are invested in them, and to me, like if when we really get down to it um, from from a church's standpoint, uh, equipping pastors is really one of the most, I think rewarding, but also one of the things that you can say we know that that is extremely important. Uh, the apostle Paul like kind of makes his case to Timothy which is what we're going to look at today. And so we will, I I hope, always be a part of doing that because a lot of those people uh, are in places where they don't have someone that could come alongside them. Uh, But you remember, you know, Titus was sent to Crete. There's multiple churches that he went to. Uh, Timothy was sent to other places. Other people, I'm sure, you know, that Paul will talk about, co-workers, are sent out to these places and. Uh, given the responsibility to get to really make sure that you get that right. And so we always want to be a part of that. I think it's very, very important for us both locally and globally, uh, to keep that in our hearts. So we're going to, um, just one, a couple of things we're going to look at here. Uh, we, we just have a couple more minutes. I want you to look at second Timothy chapter one, verses eight through 14. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me as prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling not because of our works but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which is now, which now has been manifested through the appearing of our savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I'm convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. So I think just important to see Timothy, he's saying, don't be ashamed of the testimony the testimony that had been received by Paul, which I think is the testimony of the gospel. It is the gospel message that Paul had received and now passed down to Timothy. And I think that it's important that you see that. And and it's um, it not only is it going to be passed down to Timothy, but then passed down from Timothy to others. And then there's a long uh, train, if you will, uh, as you, as you think about that. Why would Timothy be ashamed? He could be afraid. Paul had experienced great difficulty. Paul was in prison and he could be very fearful. Uh, he needed, and so Timothy needed to walk in the heavenly power that he had received. Uh, he needed to remind, be reminded of that. That there was the power of God at work. By the power of God, go do the work. It, it's something that he had to trust in. What is this testimony? I think, again, it is the gospel of message. What do we learn about the gospel message here Uh, that that, that this is a holy calling it is something that is given to us? It is something that um, came as a result of the appearing of Christ to abolish death and was resurrected to life eternal. He says about it that the gospel. And so all of those things are kind of clear there. He says about it that um, it is not because of our works, but because of. God's own purpose and grace. That's what the gospel message is. It's driven by this gift that God has given to us. And so he Paul's not ashamed. Because he knows that the Lord. You know that the Lord He was given him this message. He's convinced that the Lord can guard it. He can guard what he has entrusted to him. It's almost like he's trusting and God's going to guard it. But that he can trust in his work of guarding it he can know that the lord is about guarding this gospel he can speak with boldness because of what he knows the lord is doing and he is convinced that the lord's going to continue to do it he's going to start with paul move to timothy down through the ages he believes that god will do what he has set his god's plans will come to pass that, that maybe is a way you can say that in verses 13 and 14. He says to Timothy, follow the pattern of sound words that you heard from me in the faith and, and and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. He's saying follow the pattern of sound words. It's like sound teaching has the idea of, of a, a wholesome or right or good teaching. What what is that good teaching? Again, it's the testimony, the testimony of the grace of God coming down to us, the testimony of the, the Christ coming and dying and then being raised victorious. That testimony. Follow the pattern of preaching that gospel, and what what you find out is is there are people that are going to be kind of preaching another way, and so he's to hold fast to the truth. Follow the pattern. Or some some verses say retain the standard of sound words. Look at verse 14. What's important about this and this is important for all of us. Whatever God has given you. I mean, whatever he has given you, it's not really yours. In this in this sense, you are a steward. You are a steward of it. Like, and you say, I mean, the, really the question is, am I stewarding that well? No, it's not like, it's mine. It's all mine. No, it's not all yours. You are a steward. You're a steward of that. And, and not only are you to steward it well, but you are to hand it down to people that will steward it well. Not to fools. Not to the unwise. Whatever you've been given. Which every good gift comes down from above. From the Father of light. Whatever you've been given. You are a steward of that. And to hand it to someone foolish is a sad thing. But So what's happening here? The good deposit. Is the gospel. And he is to. Take what he has been given. And steward that well, and then seek to pass it down. Timothy, because sometimes people think about, I mean, I don't know, they'll think about what they're going to give their children. Timothy is Paul's spiritual son, and he has passed down this treasure, and he is encouraging him to steward it well, and then to give that away. That, that's kind of the picture here. The message is to be guarded through actively exhorting people. We see this in Titus. In the church. In sound doctrine. In refuting those who contradict it. I think I've mentioned this to you maybe several times. I don't know. But when um, I. So while I was there. I had a few days extra. A place where. New Jersey, the gravesite of like Jonathan Edwards would be there. And. Um. Uh, Charles Hodge and a a list of other people that you know if you studied theology much they would be on your radar and um, anyway I had heard someone talk about the fact that this guy Archibald Alexander uh, passed down to Charles Hodge this uh, what you might call you know a standard or um, like a baton and he He passed down. It's like it was made out of like the real precious kind of material or whatever. He takes this baton on his deathbed and he passes it down to Charles Hodge. And he says, retain the standard of sound words. And so I thought it would be nice to go there and just see that. And so I go to the place where they had kind of the archives. And there in this glass case was this baton that somewhere along the way stopped being passed down to the next person. And it shouldn't have been in a case. It's not a relic. But in one sense, it kind of is a relic of the past for that, that school. But I just say that to say... There were false teachers. There was persecution. There was the world's enticing messages kind of that come at him. Timothy is watching all kinds of things go on before his eyes. And he says to him, hold fast to the sound words. Timothy might have said, I can't do that. And the Lord would say to him through the Apostle Paul, through the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, You stand firm, you hold fast, you be a keeper of what has been entrusted to you. And that that kind of or indulge it where I'm like, I'm just going to use it for my own glory and for whatever I want. I'm just going to be just driven by that, but rather it's a stewardship to be shared all the time, constantly with that in mind. The example of the spiritual father is the passing down to his spiritual son. A life of sacrificially serving by entrusting to others the wonderful deposit that had been given to him. So, Paul goes on, Second Timothy 2, 1 and 2 you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others. Also, this is why I think it's important that we, as a church, not only raise up uh, people within our church that are spiritual uh, people that God is. Gifted in certain ways that we identify those things and invest should invest in. But it's also why that as opportunity comes, I think that we should invest in people around the world and we entrust to them the message uh, once for all, as Jude says, delivered to the saints, the glorious gospel, God's gift to us. And we take that treasure and then we we again, not so we can hoard it. And not so we can like spend it upon ourselves. So we say it's ours. It's ours. We're going to just keep it. We're going to build like a little life raft. And we're just going to hold on to it. And hide and just hold on to it the whole time. And keep it for us. But rather that uh, be useful in God's kingdom to advance his church. And so we give it away and give it away and give it away. And we look for people that are May be gifted to be able to, we think, communicate that to churches and we give it away and give it away and give it away. We're passing it down to the next generation again, not as owners but stewards. It's a beautiful thing that we get to participate in and that you're participating in. You are participating in. And I'm so grateful for that. And we are thankful for that. And we hope that God would continue to use it. And we know He will. Because God is more concerned about what he's doing. As he's developing like the church as the pillar and the support of the truth. He's more committed to that than you are. <laughs> right? We thank him for that. So let's pray together. Father, we are grateful that we are able to come together today. As your people and be reminded of the great gospel be reminded of the great privilege of establishing people in the truth. Of, of, of preparing leaders in the truth. Of, of just going to places where these people and, and men and women for 40 plus years have developed relationships that open the door uh, for us to go and, and establish and equip pastors. Uh, all of that work is a beautiful thing we we don't we don't minimize that at all and we're just so grateful that the relationships over this 20-year period have been built and the opportunity is here for us to do something special and, and and to continue some of the different work and maybe add to some of the things that haven't been done we pray you would uh, use us in beliefs or wherever you have for us to go and we're thankful for it in jesus name amen